We're back. We're back. In the saddle again. <laughs> <laughs> Season two, Wanted by None, 2019, 305, Miami. Stop it. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello, great friends of the Ocean. show. What does that even mean? Oceans, oceans to oceans. oceans? We don't know. Maybe we'll explore that in 2019. Hello, great friends of the show. Welcome to season two of Wanted by None. It's Jeff Garoni, along with my partner and pod. Sean Beecham. And ouch, as I just hit myself in the head. Truly. <laughs> Remarkable. What a way to start 2019. Anywho. If you were Charlie McAvoy, you'd be out with a concussion for six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hockey joke. Sorry, hockey guys. Joke. <laughs> Kicking it off right, I Ooh. guess. I don't know. We were off and running. I don't know what we're going to call this episode, but it's going to be interesting. It's always interesting. It's wanted by none. Did you know the iHeartRadio podcast awards were last night? I'm with you. I think somebody clearly lost our invite in the mail. We got screwed. Yeah. Nuts and bolts, we got screwed. No award. I think we got the shaft. We did. 100%. It's unbelievable. Yep. I don't know what happened. I don't know how. I mean, this thing has been a juggernaut. <laughs> it is a colossus. They're talking about it. We took 2018 by storm. I tell you, next year's our year. They are talking about it coast to coast and border to border and even... Oceans to oceans. <laughs> <laughs> Pitbull, great friend of the show. Uh, you know what I thought of this morning when I got up is that we would open the podcast talking about the Pitbull cover of Toto's Africa from Aquaman. I really thought that's how we would jump in. Ah, man. That song is garbage. It's not even so much a cover. Terrible. It, it, it's not even just so much. A, it's like somewhere between a cover and a sample. Like he takes... It's a Campbell. He, he just takes it. Yeah. And he just uses... For no apparent he reason. He uses it. And it's not just like... It'd be one thing if he just took that opening riff. Oh yeah, no, that everyone he, he, knows he steals it all. I can see a song being built around that. Yeah. But no, he took the chorus too. He just ripped the entire chorus verbatim, and it makes no sense. Of course, I don't know what the song talks about, and quite frankly, I've heard enough Pitbull in my day to know I don't know what the hell he's talking about half the time. Anyway. Again, I always feel like the Pitbull formula is you Area need to code. yell. You need to yell three oh five Miami. You need to call yourself Mr. Worldwide and then randomly name yeah. other cities or countries that you are in. You know, London, a pizza, and, and then you're <laughs> off and running. But it, it, so Sean has heard the song. If those of you who are interested in having your ears bleed, you can go to your streaming music service or Apple Music or Google, whatever, and, um, and find Pitbull, Oceans to Oceans, which is the song from Aquaman. And uh, Sean has only heard the song. He didn't get to experience the full sucktitude, which is to see it <laughs> on the big screen and hear it yeah. as part of the film. So next in in uh, in Thanksgiving time, when he goes and gets Aquaman at Target for five ninety nine in the discount bin on Black yeah. Friday, he'll get to experience the full the full suck. It will be on display. Do you it's think it's a low point in the film? 
Is it? Yeah. It does it break up the. No, but for a minute, I was like, this fucking is terrible. (laughs) What are we doing? What have I done? What are we doing here? You know, I heard something about Aquaman that um, Zack Snyder. I heard this too, yeah. His input was heavily sought after for for this movie. Well, I saw Justice League and I saw what Joss Whedon did to it and I'd have sought out Zack Snyder too. (laughs) I think Zack Snyder had a great friend of the show. I think Zack Snyder's take on Aquaman. We can say a lot about Zack Snyder. I think his take on Aquaman was a pretty good one, actually. That was one of the few characters I I thought he had something to say. Yeah, for sure. I, I get it. There's this thing where Marvel, specifically, and maybe DC now, thinks they have to make everything funny. I saw. All right. So going back to Black Friday, real quick. Uh huh. What a great way to start 2019, our first episode, reiterating what we talked about in our first episode ever, Black Friday, Mm -hmm. because I did quite a bit of movie watching (laughs) over the past few weeks. (laughs) That that time between a few days out from Christmas through New Year's, Jeff and I have off from work. We do. We have a, a nice little vacation. Yes. I usually spend that time partially in New Jersey and almost always catching up on movies that I haven't seen from the past two years. So this year was all about catching up on Marvel. (laughs) I was starting to get shamed. Like my brother was shaming me. My friends were shaming me. So it had to happen. All 12 listeners of Wanted by None were shaming you, yep. which is difficult for you because it's not only over electronic communication, but you see these people I on a daily people. basis. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. So. Uh, for the record, I did not shame him. I did buy a, a bunch of other movies that I'll get to. Blade Runner 2049 was, was one of them. I, I splurged and bought that one in 4K, which Kinda. I'm very excited you for. Um, but we watched, my wife and I, uh, she hadn't seen Guardians 1. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, we watched Guardians 1. Still one of my favorite Marvel That's movies. That's a great movie. It's almost a perfect movie. I enjoy movie. Guardians 1. We watched Guardians 2. I liked Guardians 2. Uh, we watched Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, and Infinity War, and Doctor Strange. I liked all those movies you just named. I liked all of them except Thor Ragnarok. It was what it was. I was pretty cool to Thor Ragnarok. It was what it was. I don't like Thor <laughs> being a wisecracking See, this is where you and I split. I yeah. think Thor in the movies has been is vastly more interesting than Thor in the comic book. I enjoy Thor vastly more interesting. I'm not saying Thor can't be a comedic relief, but I think my favorite take on that would be Thor being a comedic relief through his ignorance of earthly ways and his his environment that I he very finds much himself enjoy in. That. That I enjoy. Him like cracking jokes just to crack jokes, though. He was funny in Infinity War, though. He was great in Infinity War. Basically, the entire movie, he's trying to build a fucking hammer. Well, he wants some sort of Thanos-killing weapon. That's, that's pretty much Thor's role throughout the entire movie, is to go to uh, Peter Drinklage and Get build a weapon. A weapon. Yes. <laughs> but I, I just like he calls Rocket a rabbit, and it's just it was funny. That's funny because that's not a is joke. Clearly, bravest and noblest of all. Yeah, see, that's that's comedy through ignorance. Yes, and I enjoy that. It was great. I I enjoy Hemsworth as Thor. I I didn't love Ragnarok, but he was my least problem. I have big problems with the music in that movie. It just it's too like Stranger Things meets classic rock. It's just very it's it's off putting. 
<laughs> Did you not like Immigrant Song? I mean, that seemed I thought like it a was logical... ill-placed. No, I disagree. Really? Huh. It was this huge battle moment that could have been really fucking epic, but they watered it down with classic rock. <laughs> and all, like all great respect to WZLX classic rock here, just like in Boston and 99.9 The Hawk. <laughs> We're getting a little local now. Who cares? Uh, so yeah, we watched we watched all those movies and holy shit, Infinity War. I know I'm a little late to this, but guys, I, I made it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this thing. Have you uh, heard about this, Infinity War? I feel like this has become Michael Bolt in uh, <laughs> the Lonely Island video for Jack Sparrow. Have you seen those things? They're incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good movie. Sean is Michael Bolton and I am the Lonely Island. Good movie. So now I can look forward to other flicks a little bit more. A tiny little uh, film called Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame. Captain uh, Marvel. Captain Marvel, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. Still got to see Ant-Man and the Wasp. I do I have to see recommend. Ant-Man and the Wasp. I do have fun. to see that. Folks, Sean has caught up. I'm pretty much there. Yeah. He's ready for April, which, I mean, he's not going to see Endgame in the theater. But No. But I will, so don't don't you fret. Uh, we'll be we'll be covering Captain Marvel. We'll be covering Endgame. We'll be covering Far From Home. So fear not. One of us will see them. Most likely, me. It's gonna be you. It's gonna be you. I was hoping one of us would do that. So uh, why don't you talk to us about Netflix? Because I know you have something on your mind about the flicks of Net. Oh yeah. So on this past Thursday, today being Saturday. Netflix released their shareholder fourth quarter summary. And normally I don't pay attention to that shit. Why would you? Why? I'm not a Netflix shareholder. But it made a lot of news and it made people started writing articles about it because they disclosed something. Which they don't usually do. And I mean, it's not, I mean, I don't have hard figures or data in this. I I read it. I didn't intend to read it, but I read the whole damn thing. God bless. And they don't break it down the way that you would probably want them to. Nope. <laughs> this show got this many views nope. over this period of time, blah, blah, blah. No, uh, it was mostly business. It was money. And- it was mostly business. Um, they do mention, though, what was it? Bird Box. Oh, God. Bird Box had reached 80 million households in December. Wow. So that doesn't really tell you how many people watched it, but it no. tells you how many households it streamed to. Yes. It's a lot of, a lot of households. Yeah. Just think about how many people share passwords. Mm -hmm. They claim a lot of repeat views. Sure. So it's probably over 80 million. Yeah. But they told us something. They did. Good for them. Do you think this will be a trend going forward for them? Well, I mean, they're a, they're a company with shareholders. They have to tell the shareholders something. So. Oh, they were pretty big on themselves. Well, yeah. In this in this uh, summary, I mean, I would be too. I mean, they're the they're the king of the hill on in streaming. Uh, I would be too, and they've spent a lot. They've thrown a lot of money around. I mean, they spent yeah. a couple hundred million dollars on Shonda Rhimes. They spent a couple hundred million dollars on Ryan Murphy for reasons passing my understanding. You know, they've they've thrown a lot of money around. They've canceled a lot of shows. I hope so. I still, you know, I I'd like to know who's watching what. Sure. Yeah. But I don't think I'll ever, that's a hill I, I just don't think I'll ever, I don't know that they'll ever get there. I'd like to know who's, I mean, I know how many people watched Hawaii Five O last week. I know how many people watched uh, The Masked Singer. Do you watch that show? Which one? The Masked Singer. No, my wife does. She likes I know it. you watch Five O. Five O is my favorite The Masked Singer is, uh, I mean, it's okay. It is interesting to see. I think it's an interesting concept. I give them that. There's some real talent on that show. Yeah. And it's, I, 
it's a fun, interesting concept. It is. Uh, Tommy Chong was one of the reveals. I saw that. <laughs> I think one of them is Chris Jericho. Oh, really? He keeps talking about it on Twitter. I don't know why he would keep talking about the Masked Singer on Twitter unless he's on Yeah, it. that's kind of odd. I think he's going to be one of the reveals. We'll see if I'm right as the season progresses. So with Netflix, they this is interesting because they're, they, announced, they also announced uh, price increases here in the U.S. Of course they did. There are like three tiers, right? There's yeah. the standard definition, high definition, and then there's the 4K. I have no idea what tier I have. Most people have the high def. I probably do. Which is going to go up to $13. Is it $10.99 right now? Yeah. Uh, that's the one I have. Yep. So that's going up to 13 Sweet. The quote from the summary that I have here is, we change pricing from time to time as we continue investing in great entertainment and improving the overall Netflix experience. We want to ensure that Netflix is a good value for the money and that our entry price is affordable. Sure. $13 is getting a little up there for me. It's getting a little up there for me too. You should know that Netflix, you're, you're pushing it, but they do, they do command quite a bit of screen time. The mm -hmm. summary estimated about 10% of us screen time is Netflix. Is Netflix's. I believe that. Uh, they made $16 billion in revenue last year mm. and they have 139 million subscribers, but they have quite a bit of debt. They do have debt. They burn through cash like crazy. Mm -hmm. And I know that's probably not a sustainable business model, but you know, we'll see. They, they, they claim this is funny too. They, they claim that HBO, Hulu, Amazon are not their biggest competitors. They're not even actually the, I have another quote. Our focus is not on Disney Plus, Amazon, or others. Like they are not concerned, or at least they're sure. they're conveying that they're not concerned. They say that they compete and lose to Fortnite more than HBO in okay. terms of screen time and whatnot and reach. Okay. So they're competing with Fortnite, I guess. I mean, it's all entertainment dollar, so I think that's probably true. But. I don't know. I've always, and I'm sure someday this will change, but I always laugh when businesses say that they're not competing with Disney when Disney gets into their business. <laughs> it Disney never is... ends well. When, when people say, well, we're not, you know, Disney announces they're entering their business space and the, the competition says, we're not concerned about Disney. Well, that has never traditionally ended well. You really should be. I would be. A little bit, at least, right? I would also be concerned with, they spent $100 million to keep friends on Netflix for another year because Warner Brothers is going to do their own streaming service. Yeah. And when that year contract with friends expires... They will not renegotiate. Warner's has taken friends off Netflix. Yeah, so let me read you some other things. Let from... me can I just go another one? Sure. Because this came up this morning. Yeah. NBC Universal is starting their streaming service in 2020. Oh, boy. Netflix's contract with The Office is up in 2021. The Office is one of the bigger... People love The Office on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I assure you, in 2021, Universal is not renewing with Netflix. The no. Office is coming off that service. And they're going to whatever NBC Universal creates. I think Netflix acknowledges that. They should. I think, I mean, they have to, right? Later on in, in that summary, they say that they're less focused on second-run programming. Then why did they just spend $100 million on Friends? On, that would be 37th-run programming. We've all seen it, right? I don't know. It's on, it's, it's on uh, you here, know, if you have a cable package, it's on what they, TBS. They go on to say, 
quote, we are ready to pay top of market prices for second run content when the studios, networks and producers are willing to sell. But we are also prepared to keep our members ecstatic with our incredible original content if others choose to retain their content for their own services. Good for you. So if they'll they'll buy it if the price is right. That seems fair. I get that. I mean, yeah, that's, that's business. That's business, right? <laughs> but they're not concerned if, if content providers decide to keep their content for their own streaming services. So that, that to me sounds like they're acknowledging that's that sour grapes. Yeah. I mean, me. it, it sounds like they're kind of directing that towards Disney a little bit, even though they're not concerned with Disney, but they're not concerned with Disney. The other quote, the last quote that I have from this thing that I thought was just amusing. They say they're talking about how their original movies which are going to be more interactive, like Bandersnatch. Okay. Because that was a huge hit. They've developed some sort of like AI. Um, the algorithm. The algorithm yeah. that tells them how to write movies. No, I've heard it, about it's, this. Yeah, it's that like inter, uh, interactive movie thing that they're going to go all in on. Sure. They're talking about how their original movies are mirroring the success of their original series, whatever that is. But the, the quote I love here is, People love films at home and in theaters. Tell me Thank, more. Thanks for that, Netflix. Tell me more, Oracle. What great Please insight. Tell me more. Oh Lord. So that's Netflix. I don't I don't know. Punisher came out yesterday. Yeah, I gotta yesterday start. Yesterday being Friday. I didn't I gotta watch start. that yeah, yet, but I gotta start. I mean it, on some point it's like, what does it matter? They're gonna cancel Punisher in like six weeks anyway. I hope they write the end of Punisher with that in mind. I hope, I hope so they too. went into the season thinking like, mm, we are probably not going to have a third season on Netflix here. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't want to get into the, uh, our previous episode, I think kind of established how I feel about Netflix, which is mm -hmm. frustration. Um, yeah, I just thought some of that stuff was pretty interesting. God bless them. I mean, they have a hell of a business model right now and you know, everybody's trying to catch up to the Joneses and <laughs> Pretty soon there's going to be 37 streaming services that we're all going to have to pay for. But it's the like, streaming wars. But I have to say, you know, for me, I don't understand. The, the Netflix price point is becoming less interesting to me. Like 13 bucks so I can do what? Watch the Marvel shows that you're going to cancel and watch uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee and the toys that made us stand up specials and yeah i mean the person who watches netflix the most is the missus she watches vampire diaries which is a second run program so she's taken over the net the netflix subscription because i just don't it's yeah. not worth it to me I, I just i don't want to watch bird box i don't want to watch bandersnatch <laughs> i just don't i so. do uh that's the thing i do i and i will eventually maybe but you know how I am with watching movies. Like it just, it takes me forever. Yeah. <laughs> I just there. don't, I, I mean, it's a personal thing. Um, I just don't, I don't like horror movie. I don't know what Bandersnatch is, but I mean, Bird Box is a horror movie with Sandra Bullock. Pretty much. Neither yeah. of those things is a selling point to me. I don't, I don't dislike don't Sandra. Like Sandy? Sandra's, Sandra's fine. It's not a selling point and I can't stand horror movies. So no. what would, yeah. What is the attraction? That doesn't really do it for you. No. Once again, I'm saving the money for Disney because I want to watch the Star Wars shows. I want to watch the yeah. Marvel shows. I don't care about anything that Netflix is producing on its own. All I know I is really don't. I, I, I assume it's quality content. I'm, I'm interested enough to watch it someday, uh, <laughs> which is pretty much the best you're going to get from me. And 
I used to pay seven ninety nine for this thing. Yeah, it's now and $13. now it's thirteen dollars. So great. Just doesn't make sense. Great. Uh, I started watching Titans on ah. DC Universe. My brother's a, a subscriber. So you you okay? So I'm I'm mooching a Good little for bit, you. but uh, so I've started watching that. It's okay. Uh, they did an original special on Aquaman on uh, DC Universe over Christmas that I loved. Oh, did they? It's really good. It's like a, how he got created and all the different... Uh, like the history yeah, of Aquaman? Yeah, it's like a history of Aquaman. It was really good. I, it was really, really It's good. like they were sitting on that story for they like were, decades probably. and no one wanted to hear it. <laughs> and now all I, of a know, sudden they're like, we can tell the history of Aquaman. <laughs> I wish I used DC Universe more than I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like I, what they've done so far. It's I, don't, a, I don't know. The thing that's helping me now is it's on Amazon uh, Fire because I have a Fire Stick. So that'll help it a lot because I can now watch it on TV. I don't have to watch it on my computer or my phone. Occasionally, Fair. I like yeah. the bigger screen and I can just sit. Yeah. I, like, so, I Chromecast a lot of yeah. shit. So I, that excite, that's interesting to me. It's really, I'm just killing time till Disney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what late 2019 means, but I guess we'll find out soon enough. But Fourth quarter. That's, yeah, probably around the time of the movie, right? Episode 9 comes out at Christmas time. I'm, I'm guessing the streaming service is somewhere in that neighborhood. So, you know. Probably. I mean, good for Netflix. Clearly, they think they can get it, but. <laughs> Optimistic, if not anything else. Good for know. them. Why did you cancel Daredevil? Other than to give Disney the middle finger, like, why'd you cancel Daredevil? No mention of Daredevil in this thing. Shocking. <laughs> Stunning. It's the one thing I was looking for I knew I wasn't going to find. No, you weren't finding that. No. They're not going to tell you. They're not going to tell me. Because one of two things happens. The numbers are low, so all of us look like idiots for yelling about it. Because nobody really was watching. Or more people watching than they want you to know, and they just don't want you to know that they gave Disney a middle finger for no reason. Right. It's one of the two. Right. I don't know which one it is. It just, it bothered me that they did it. It was really disappointing. I'm still disappointed and it is what it is. I don't think I'm alone. It seems like some other people out there in the universe are pretty disappointed. Charlie Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio. I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, I mean, they're the lead, right? So, <laughs> so of course they're, they're now are looking for more work. Yeah, but I don't think any of those guys are struggling for work. It seems, you know. Well, here's the thing about Netflix, and, and they made a point of this in their in their summary as well. Netflix has a has a lot of reach. I no one can really argue that. No, uh, especially worldwide. I don't think people realize that Netflix is expanding oh, rapidly yeah. across the globe. Yeah, they tend to think of it locally here in the U.S. No, it's an international. Yeah. They have a whole bunch of uh, original content that's wildly successful overseas as well. Yep. Uh, so Netflix touts themselves as a launching pad for young and undiscovered talent. Sure. And for the reasons of it having such reach, I think that's probably how they're able to get such big names along with writing a substantial check. Sure. I agree with all that. You know what does really well internationally? Superheroes. Ah, who knew? <laughs> Just going to throw that out there. Superheroes and Transformers, they do really well internationally. Transformers. They are more than meets the eye. Robots in disguise. Conveniently, they're that as well. Mm. I mean, did I see Bumblebee? No. Will I see it when it comes home? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the Transformers look like Transformers on screen for the first time. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I saw the shot of Optimus Prime, and I'm pretty excited. Like, if I get more Transformers movies that look like that, I'm in. Yeah. Bring me more of that. I want it to look like the Transformers. I don't know what that was with Michael Bay. When and yet, were... I liked the first one of those movies. I really did. No, that was a good movie. That was, that was pretty good. And it was exciting because it was a live-action Transformers movie. Yeah, and it wasn't just giant metal robots knocking each other around for two hours. It had a plot and a story and characters. And then in the third act, the giant robots knocked into each other. <laughs> yeah. Which is what you That's wanted what you in want. the third act. <laughs> That's exactly what you want. You were going to say. I was going to say, stop kicking my mic stand. I'll do my best. Uh, da, 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 da. What was no. I going to say? Oh, yeah. The robots, when, they, when they're when they cars, they're cars. I mean, obviously. Yeah, I have no problem with that. That's pretty straightforward. But I don't, what Michael Bay did when they transformed into their humanoid selves. I, it was weird. I don't understand how all those parts come together. Yeah, like, it was weird. It was just very strange. But I, I am looking forward to seeing Transformers done in a different way. Mm-hmm. With John Cena, I guess. <laughs> I, maybe not so much looking forward to that part, but... You can't see me. That's okay. I heard Cena was pretty good. I'm sure he's fine. Cena can act. I'm sure. Cena can act. Did you see uh, Trainwrecked? No. With Amy Schumer and Bill Hader? He's nope. great in that. He really is. He's excellent. I've seen it can act. I believe you. Funny guy. Good guy, John Cena. Great friend of the show. I hope so. Literally, we can't see his contributions because we can't see him. He's from West Newbury? West Newbury, Massachusetts. Yeah. I was up there not too long ago. Were you looking for John Cena? I couldn't find the man. No, because you can't see him. That's the way it works. <laughs> I was looking everywhere. <laughs> looking all over, all all over West all Newbury. All over West Newbury. It's not a big town. I'm sure you didn't have to go far to get to one end or the other. I watched, uh, we had talked about this a little bit, but I watched part of the episode of Toys That Made Us that talked about the Transformers. I love that. I love that episode. I love, that's a great episode. That's fantastic. I like how they keep trying to go, like cut into the Transformers <laughs> intro and then <laughs> yeah. they're like, no, no, not yet. I also like the weird Japanese toy commercials. Oh my God. For the, the lines that became the Transformers. I love the progression of that. It's like we gave them our aluminum cans. Yep. So they made robots. Yep. And then they made uh, robots that turned into other robots. Yep. And they made flying robots. Yep. And eventually they all got tired of flying robots that turned into other robots. And then they got small. So, so, so then they were like, let's make robots cars. Yep. Yeah. That was, it was interesting. Diaclomat. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I love that whole, <laughs> I, 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 the toys that made us is fantastic. I, I, I've watched all of those ones that are out right now. Season three is coming at some point soon. I'm very much looking forward to it. They did great. That, it's good stuff. It's really good. The Star Wars one is great. Like all of them are. Star Wars, Star Trek, Barbie. I had no interest in Barbie, but it was. I was fascinated. Like, that's a great show. Netflix, you know, give credit where credit's due. They really, I want a whole show with the guy from Mego Toys, Marty Abrams. That guy's my hero. I, 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 I want to do a whole documentary on that guy. Anyone who sits down and says, Marty Abrams. Boy, man, <laughs> like I, that's yeah. his autobiography. Like I, I want to work with that guy. That guy's awesome. And then to find out he was embezzling money and doing shady business practice, all the better. I was watching um, Chicago PD last night, and they go into Dick this, Wolf. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Dick Wolf's Chicago PD. They go into this pawn shop and they're like, blah 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 blah. Chicago PD and the pawn shop guy is just like Nick Mason pawn shop guy like, <laughs> <was like> that, <laughs> that is the best line of the of the show <laughs> yeah. 
It's like, that's how I need to introduce myself to people. It's just, <laughs> Sean Beecham, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Marty Abrams, toy man. Yeah, God, so I, I hope Marty's in it more. I, I, I'm in for that. That guy was a star. He's great in the Star Trek episode because Mego had the Star Trek toy contract for a while. So oh, what was the thing with Transformers where they, they like sold they sold the rights to it and then bought them back or something? Well, it, what ended up happening was they they went to the toy fair and they being Hasbro went to the Japanese toy fair in like 1982 and they basically bought every transforming robot they could find. Takara, I think, was the toy company that had most of what we know as the Transformers. I think some other American companies, they were, they, it was just like, here, buy this stuff and read and to sell it as Japanese toys. Mm. Whereas Hasbro like bought it and then tried to do something with it. Like they weren't transformers in Japan. They had no story. Like there was that. no story. No, Marvel actually created the story for transformers. Right. Like what, what we know about Cybertron and Optimus prime and Megatron and Starscream. You're that welcome. was all Marvel comics. <laughs> They were called like car robot. Like, <laughs> like Jazz was like car robot. Bumblebee was like tiny yellow car. It's... Megatron was gun robot. That's my favorite. Gun, gun robot. robot. Because and, uh, he turned into a gun for And some what was Optimus Prime? Like Battle Carrier or something yeah, like that. Like... They had terrible names and no story. And like Megatron was considered a hero robot in Japan. Whereas we made him the villain in, in the US. Like... There's it, the so if you get a chance, go see, yeah. watch the toys that made us on Netflix. All of the shows are great, but just the ones that really tickled me: Star Wars, Star Trek, uh, Transformers, and I think the best one is He Man. Honestly, I gotta watch that one. Masters of the Universe was awesome because that was a toy line they just created from scratch. That's great. Like Transformers, they bought from Japan, right? Obviously, Star Wars was a American created property, yeah. but it was a movie. And uh, Star Trek, obviously, the TV show. Masters had no existing material. They created that from ground up. Good for them. You know, solely to sell toys. Like it was <laughs> It's usually the other way around. You so, usually sell the toys to prop up yeah. whatever you're trying to show yeah, on the Yeah, the other screen. stuff came later. The cartoon and all that stuff came later off the success of the That's toy. That's great. Run. Yeah. They're doing another run of shows. Power Rangers, Ninja Turtles... Either mm. Care Bears or My Little Pony, I forget which one, and wrestling, which I'm pumped for the wrestling one. Because I probably had most of that stuff. Yeah, that's the thing. I was watching the Transformer one, and I was like, yes. I had that Optimus. Yep. <laughs> the same with the Star Wars one. I was like, oh, I had that. Oh, it's my like, friend had that across the street. Like, had holy, the Falcon. Yeah. I don't, when I have kids, I am buying two of every toy. I know, right? Like, like One for you, one for them? Yep. Uh -huh. <laughs> yep. I'm doing it. And they'll thank me later. Yeah, they will. They will. 100%. I look back and regret nothing about my childhood. Like, I loved having all that crap. I know oh, I'm supposed to man. say I don't, but... I had it. I do. I, I loved every minute of it. Yeah. I really did. Those Transformers were really cool, too. The Transformers too. toys were durable. Were, I mean, because they were die-cast metal. Right, they were die-cast. So they, they weren't were, plastic. They had heft. Like they are now. Yeah. Crap. It's unfortunate. Junk. But those those things were like puzzles. So like, I mean, yes. you can call them toys and, and whatnot, but to some extent they're stimulating. Optimus, that first generation Optimus Prime is still one of the sweetest toys oh, I ever owned. I wish I could find that. Oh, 
I mean, the price point on that now is probably somewhere in the $5,000 range. But yeah. Like, well, not on mine because it's probably beat to hell. But like <laughs> that was that was a tremendous, tremendous toy. It First of all, it transformed easy. Yes. But Simple. it looked great. And it again, because it was metal, it was mostly metal. It had half to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it would be plastic. But. Everything's plastic now, yeah. That's what I, I love Transformers. That was one of my favorite. First of all, that cartoon is Fan is excellent. Yes, the, that original cartoon is excellent, and is. the toy line was great. And I know the movie gets a lot of crap because a lot of people die <laughs> very quickly. But it, it that movie was big. If they redid that movie, do you think they'd make that? I'm going to call it a mistake in killing everybody. And what I mean, as it turns out, it was a business decision. Do you think they would do it again? They wanted to sell more toys, probably. Yeah. Yeah, as opposed to selling more it's a ju- movies, I guess. You know, it's what you don't understand as a kid, but what you understand now. That movie was just a giant toy commercial. Mm. The toys that died were the old generation Transformers that they didn't want to make anymore because they wanted new product. So they killed all the old generation Transformers to sell the new generation Transformers. Because right after yeah. the movie came out, Ultra Magnus came out, so did Hot Rod, so did Rodimus Prime, so did Springer, so did Galvatron. The sweeps, all that stuff came out right after the movie. Yeah, but the toys they sold later were like hardly transformed. Like later on. Well, that came way later, but also nobody liked that second run of Transformers. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah. (laughs) Because they killed Optimus Prime. (laughs) They're not invested in that. No, there was no investment in there at all. Uh, Yeah, I mean, all of that was just a giant toy commercial. G.I. Joe, Transformers, He-Man, eventually. It's just a giant toy commercial. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, it, I mean, looking back on it, it was fun. It was great. That G.I. Joe cartoon was really good. Yes. Like, they told some standalone character stories that were just, like, the Snake Eyes one they did in that run is phenomenal. First of all, Snake Eyes is one of the greatest fictional characters ever created. Okay, yeah. All he is is a, a G.I. Joe painted black with ninja swords, really. But what they did... Backstory, and that was another great toys that made us G.I. Joe. Oh, yeah. But what Marvel did and the cartoon did with his backstory of like being a ninja, that was fucking awesome. And the wolf, he had a pet wolf for Christ's sake. <laughs> what badass has a pet wolf? Now I expect you to have a pet wolf. And he is the best selling G.I. Joe, by the way. He's the best selling G.I. Joe character. Hasbro denies it. But the best selling, mm. but there's statistics to prove it. The best selling GI Joe is, is Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes, because he's fucking cool. He doesn't speak. <laughs> he's a ninja, and he has a wolf. When you're eight, <laughs> and a dude's a ninja, that's pretty sweet. Pretty much, which is why Ninja Turtles were so fire. That's a hell of a toy. I can't I'm wait to see to the, that one. I can't wait to see the toys that made us on that one. Yeah, because I, I had mean, a lot of those toys too. Because <laughs> I mean, the comic book series is not mm-hmm. for kids. The Ninja Turtles comic book series is really violent and no. really graphic and really dark. That's what happens when America gets a hold of something. They they market it. But that cartoon was funny as hell. The oh, Ninja Turtles so, cartoon it was so clever. It really was. And that first movie was tr- was excellent. Yes. That very first live action movie they made. I love that movie. Yeah, it's great. It's a, I, I, if that movie's on now, I'd watch it. I don't think my wife has seen that movie. I have the three of them, but that one is... I love that movie. That first one is great. The second one sucks. Mm. Second one's bad. Please stop talking about Vanilla Ice. I, just, I don't want to hear... That's the only it. thing I... Like, that's the biggest thing about that movie is Vanilla Ice is in it. 
<laughs> that and should he, tell you everything about the movie then. And Go Ninja Go. Please stop. And then the third one, they travel to feudal Japan, don't they? Yeah, no. And that's that terrible. One, that one's garbage. Yeah, that's straight up awful. But that first one's terrific. I, I really like that first movie. It, that was really well done. Yeah. It was dark, but not too dark. It had funny. It was Everyone played their role. Yeah. Every turtle played Agreed. their role perfectly. Yep. And I don't think I really got that sense with the Maximum Michael... Pizza. Yeah. Like the Michael Bay's ver- reboot of yeah, that not... is, is awful. And it you don't have the the contrast of like the leader, the smart one, the brooding one, and, and the, the funny one. And the the party animal. Yeah. And then you have the wise one in, in uh, Splinter. Splinter. Yes. The rat sensei. Everyone everyone stays in their lane, bro. Do you think they could make an inter-turtle movie now with the um, outer space element? I feel like they were afraid to do mm. uh, Krang and the weird planet. I feel like they could do that they now. They could do it now. Like nobody would... Just from a technical a aspect, a giant purple dude just snapped half the galaxy out of existence. Yeah, I think I feel like Marvel has kicked that door wide open for yeah. for the weird shit. But yeah, they, I think I think it wouldn't have been good or believable enough <laughs> no. back then. But the way the way that they can film movies now, hundred yeah. percent, they could totally do it. I feel like that's that's an opportunity they could. Yeah, rebuild there. They should. Yeah, if you're gonna. Next, next Ninja Turtle movie. Here's my advice, guys. Do the outer space shit. Make it weird. Was it Planet make, X, Dimension X, or one of those? Make the so make long. the turtles a little less hulkish. Yeah. Tone down the turtles. Make the rest of it really weird. Hashtag not my Ninja Turtles. Give me ninjas. Right. Give me. Bring back the ninja element. Give me ninjas. And pizza. And yeah, bring lots, back the pizza. Lots of pizza. Could they bring back the van? I was also a big fan of the turtle van. The turtle van. It was like the mystery machine of the Ninja Turtles. I love the turtle van. <laughs> it had guns for no reason. Like it. It was fine. Yeah. I love the turtle van. I do. The too. video. The arcade game is also on point. The Ninja Turtle arcade oh, game. Oh man. On point. Those games were hard. Yes. All of those Ninja Turtle games. The first original Nintendo hard. game was brutal. Oh, that is. It. But a great game. But brutal. That game is, is one of the impossible games to beat. But I loved the arcade game. I thought the arcade game was awesome. Absolutely. Like, the X, like I love the X-Men arcade game. I love that game. That game is fantastic. Man, yeah. those are some of the best games. I know. The ones that withstand the test of time, talked about in like almost a legendary fashion. You know what I heard that's coming to Switch is Dragon Slayer. Oh, yeah? Which anybody knows, Dragon Slayer never worked. The game never worked. It was broken constantly. But the graphics, it was like they took it from the cartoon and put it right into the video game. I have never seen graphics better on a video game. But it legit never worked. So, like, there's rumors that Dragon Slayer is coming to mm. the Switch. And I'd play it. Because simply, I've never played it before. Because, again, every time you tried it, 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 never, it never fucking worked. Man, they, they put a lot of shit on that. Of old really games have. on there. I want them to put start putting some super... Super Nintendo stuff on there. I'd love Mario World. They don't need to the sell... The one from Super Nintendo? They don't need to sell any of those standalone retro consoles anymore. No. Just get people to subscribe to your online... I played Ninja Gaiden the other day. <laughs> on that. I played Double yes. Dragon the other day yes. on that. Uh, I've, done, I've done Mario um, 3 a few times. And Tech Mobile. That's another uh, Super Nintendo game I love. Battletoads and Double Dragon. Oh, Battletoads was awesome. Again, one of the impossible I loved video Battle games. Toads. But like, so good. I love Battletoads. So that was good. a great game. 
That's a great. You know, what I'm hoping for is an F Zero revival. Yeah, absolutely. And bring and because I want more Captain Falcon. Falcon Barge. My uh, my white whale from uh, Smash Brothers. I have yet to defeat Captain Falcon. <laughs> Just because I can yell, I want to yell Falcon Punch all the time. The wife will love it. I, think. <laughs> I mean, it's her fault she bought it for me for Christmas. Falcon Kick. <laughs> His other big line in the. Uh, in the uh, original game. I don't know if he still does it, but the other big line was, show me your moves. <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> I will I, say my low point in that game was getting beat by the Wii, tra- the Wii fitness trainer. Oh, that that's, was, that's a low point that I've yet to recover from. That is unsettling. All of those unassuming characters, the Wii fit trainer, the people from the villagers. Uh, Animal Crossing, the villager. Horrible. Any of the me fighters. Yeah. Like they should not be able to kick my in, ass. In no way was I ashamed to lose from Ken, to lose to Ken from Street Fighter. However, <laughs> right. when the little dude with the net beat me, yeah, that was frightening. That with, was un- unsettling. With the creepy, unwavering doll-like smile, yeah, it was yeah. unsettling. The Wii Fitness Trainer as well, because it looked like she wasn't even breaking a sweat. Yeah, yeah. It was an efficient murder. Like it was, <laughs> it was ruthlessly efficient. It was just frightening. She's like killing you with yoga. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> horrible. It was nightmarish. Truly nightmarish. But I love the Switch. I love my Nintendo Switch. Oh, best thing that happened to video gaming in a long time for 100%. me. 100%. I used to be really into video games growing up. Yep. And I played them all the time. Sega Genesis. Uh, I had Sega CD. Uh, Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Yep. Nintendo 64. The GameCube. Yep. I was big into Nintendo. I did not have Nintendo. GameCube. Uh, Xbox 360. I see. I bought the original Xbox instead of GameCube because uh, I wanted to play Halo. I regret nothing. I had enough friends with Xboxes. We we played plenty of Halo. But Xbox 360 was probably my favorite video game system I'd had. But you know what? Game, up to now, you know what GameCube gave you though? It gave you Super Smash Brothers Melee, which is like one of yes. the best Super Smash Brothers games. Well, who knew? Who knew? But Again, I regret nothing. I loved my Xbox. But I cooled off uh, on the video gaming because I just didn't have time to sit down for yep. hours at end. And Yeah, my 360 broke. So now... Just completely broke. Nintendo gave me a, a, like an actual console that I can carry around. Yeah, I love the Switch. It's awesome. I mean, you have the portable handheld yep. things, which they're okay. Yep. Some good games on there, but Switch changed the game. I don't know. It almost kills off physical games, you know. <laughs> Those game cartridges are tiny. Good for them, bringing back the cartridges. But they're they're like the size of memory discs. I mean, they are super yeah. small. I love that about Nintendo too. They uh, all of up until GameCube, cartridges were the way to go. Yep. Except for I should say GameCube was mini discs, weren't they? That's the thing. So at the time that the Nintendo sixty four came out, which was a huge success. I remember I had the N sixty four. Uh, you also had PlayStation. Yep. And I don't know if Xbox came. Xbox probably came on the on the tail end of it. They did. But discs were big because yes. you also CDs were big. You had Sega Dreamcast, which was another great console ahead of its time. Dreamcast was underrated. Absolutely, way ahead of its time. Yep. But what Nintendo did was uh, everyone was moving to discs because yep, you could fit more shit on it. Yep. Right. The graphics got better. The graphics discs. got better. You could fit more data on a disc than a cartridge. 
Nintendo for GameCube made these like <laughs> these fucking mini discs. I remember that. That like a friend had a GameCube. <laughs> yeah, they were tiny. They were uh, effective, I guess. But uh, then they moved back to regular size discs with the Nintendo Wii. But I never now had they've the Wii. I they've had gone the back to cartridges. Yeah. In like but some weird retro move, but in true disc. Nintendo fashion, made them much much smaller. Yeah, they are super tiny. I, I we've talked about this. I I was hoping that you wouldn't need the game cartridge after you put it in the switch. Yeah, the first me time. too. But you do, and that's really annoying. That is really annoying because I would. I don't want to carry around all the game cartridges. No, I don't I, either. I think digital content's super effective for what they're trying to do with the Nintendo Switch. But at the same time, what I don't want is what happened with like some music, right? You have music available on all these streaming services. Yes. And then all of a sudden one day the artist decides to pull it and yes. now you don't have it anymore. I know that's the, that is the fear. So that's what I don't, that's what I fear with digital content and, mm. and gaming is I, I don't want to, I don't want to take it for granted because it could just go away. I, I I'm with you a hundred percent, but I, I just, that was just the one thing I was like, ah, oh, I really wish. I could do that instead of having to put the cartridge in all the time. It's just, yeah, it's a, just it's a, a minor complaint. Yeah. Just load it, save it to the console, <laughs> throw it in your cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's there if you ever need it. Do you want to talk about Ghostbusters? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Ghostbusters and a little bit about uh, Mission Impossible. So let's do it. Out of nowhere, <laughs> what seems to be out of nowhere, Jason Reitman, who directed Up in the Air, who directed Juno? Yeah, uh, is the who is the son of Ivan Reitman? Son of Ivan Reitman, yeah. Who directed Ghostbusters, Animal House, Twins? So Jason has decided that he wants to get into the family business, and along with a, a writing partner, they have written a screenplay for a new Ghostbusters film, which is going to come out in summer of 2020. 2020, and is going to be set in. The original Ghostbusters universe from 1984 and 1989. Clear this up for me, because I haven't seen the reboot Ghostbusters. Yes. With Kate McKinnon, et cetera. Yes. Is that in a different universe? Yes. Would what? certainly seem to what be. The shit. Okay. That's odd. So are we calling this, do you want to call this new Ghostbusters movie Ghostbusters 3 or Ghostbusters 2020? I think I'm going to call it Ghostbusters 2020 until or unless it gets a title. Rumor has it all of the original living Ghostbusters cast will be in this film. What? Which would be Ernie Hudson, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, and at minimum Sigourney Weaver and Annie Potts. Rick Moranis is always the wild card because Moranis doesn't really do anything anymore. He's kind of quit Hollywood. That's too bad. But I think if they got Bill Murray, I think that's enough. <laughs> like, that's a miracle in and of itself if they get Bill Murray because... My understanding was he really was not interested in Ghostbusters anymore. Mm. They've tried. Believe me, they've tried. But my understanding was he was not interested anymore. You got to catch Bill Murray on a good day. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I, there's a lot There's a lot here that we don't know right now. It's just what Jason... It's just what Jason Reitman is telling. And he didn't say anything about casting. Ernie Hudson went on Twitter the other day and said, yeah, we're all coming back. Wow. Which would be huge. Hmm. You saw the the teaser they shot for it? Yeah, it was great. Did exactly what it was supposed to do. Uh, kind of pique your interest. For those who haven't seen it, you can probably find it anywhere on YouTube. Oh, it's around. IMDb. It got a lot of hits. So. But it's basically 
it's like a barn shed, right? Yeah. And it's like stormy. And the Ecto-1 and is And it's windy and it, it slowly zooms into the shed and then the and sheet like kind of wisps off in the With in the, the original kind of Ghostbuster score and then what sounded like the proton pack getting fired up. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume over the next year or so more will more will start to dribble out about it. I'm excited. That's really it. exciting. I, and just for the record, I liked the all-female Ghostbusters movie. I have it. I have to see it. Yet. I really did. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I don't think it was... I don't think it did what it what people wanted it to do, but it was... In oh. no way did it deserve the shit that it got. I think people wanted it to be whatever this new This one is going to be. be? Yeah, I think that's probably <laughs> true. I think that's probably what they want. But yeah, my understanding of the, the reboot Ghostbusters is that it's an effective reboot comedy. Yeah. I don't know. It was funny. The The four women in it are talented. Thor's in it. <laughs> yeah. He was funny, actually. He, Hemsworth was quite funny in that film. I believe it. Andy Garcia was the mayor. Like, there was not a lot to quibble about, to be honest. It's a little weird to me that it wasn't set in the same universe, but it's whatever. Well, I think Into the Spider-Verse has shown you... Oh, I'm, I'm super familiar. I'm all, you, you're talking to me. I know about multiple. I'm just going to say, I think it's shown people that that can work in a movie too, that you can have a Spider-Man for everybody mm. and it doesn't have to be the same one all the time. Have you seen that movie? No, but I'm going to, when it comes out on home video, I will. Yeah. That seems like a good flick. I want to see that. I want to see Bumblebee. I want to see Vice, the Dick Cheney movie. Yes. And I want to see a star is born. I haven't seen a star is born yet. So. You haven't seen that yet? No. Uh, I thought I, you would have. I wanted to, and then October and November got away from me, and here we are. But it's going to be out soon, and I can watch it at home. But I'm very excited for that, too. And Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, yeah. Both of those flicks got really good reviews. I wanted to do more awards. at Christmas, but I got sick. I wanted to see a few more movies at Christmas, but I came down with a stomach bug, and that kind of nailed me. That's like the perfect time to watch movies. I mean, well, yeah, but I'm not you have to go going to the yeah, movies yeah. with a 102 degree fever. You know what I mean? That's fair. See, this is why you can't go to see movies in the theaters, Jeff. You have to wait. I went to and then see when Aqu- you're sick. I, mean, I, I saw Aquaman. <laughs> I was excited to see Aquaman. That, oceans that to I Oceans. Went. That was not exciting. <laughs> 305. Oh. Miami. I deeply regret praying that song for you. Actually, I don't. <laughs> I, I wanted it to ruin your day the way it ruined mine. Well, yeah, now it's a thing that I can't escape. So <laughs> thanks for that. It's Pitbull's fault. And then the other big piece of movie news, at least it interests me, is that Mission Impossible? This week, also out of nowhere, they announced that Chris McQuarrie had reached a deal to write and direct two additional Mission Impossible films to be shot back to back to be released in back to back years. Obviously, no casting except well, Tom Cruise. Yeah, because it's his franchise. <laughs> yeah. So we know Mission, at least one. Yeah, <laughs> Mission Impossible Seven, I think, is summer of 2021, and then Mission Impossible Eight which is what I'll refer to these movies until they get a title. Tom does not like numbers. I don't know if you know this. Tom doesn't like numbers. So I assume they'll what replace... Is that, a, is that a Scientology thing? Or? Well, because the sequel to... He's right now in the finishing stages of, of the sequel to Top Gun. Yeah. Which okay. is not Top Gun 2. It's Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Subtitles. They wanted it to be <laughs> called Top Gun 2. But Tom Cruise said, and I quote, I don't like numbers in films. <laughs> So I assume Mission Impossible 7 and Mission Impossible 8 will be replaced with some subtitle. You know, Mission Impossible, shit gets real. I don't know, whatever they're going to call it. 
Because they didn't call this one Mission Impossible 6. They called it Mission Impossible Fallout. It's Fallout, right. So I assume 7 and 8 will get a title at some point. I love the back-to-back. I really like Macquarie and Cruise together. They did the first Jack Reacher movie. So Jack Reacher in the books, I only know this because my dad and my aunt are fanatical readers of Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher in the books is like Chris Hemsworth size. He's like 6'5", Jack dude. And then in the movie, it's Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. You see the problem there. Yeah. I liked the first Jack Reacher movie. I thought it was a solid like action type film. I also like the movie they did together, the sci-fi movie, which it's changed names. It was originally Edge of Tomorrow, and then it became Live, Die, Repeat, because that's the theme of the movie is he keeps dying and regenerating himself. It's him and Emily Blunt. It's an alien invasion movie. It's really good. Okay. It's really good. I really like the two of them together. And obviously, this most two recent Mission Impossible films, Rogue Nation and Fallout. So I'm excited. I love Mission Impossible. I'm a huge fan of the series. This last movie was incredible. It really, really was. I loved every minute of that movie. So bring me more. I'm fine with that. My okay. mission. I have accepted that mission. This podcast will now self-destruct. In five seconds. Good luck. Well, it hasn't yet, so no. there's that. And if any of us are caught or killed, the secretary will disavow all knowledge. Uh, so when when are these coming out? Summer 2021 and then summer 2022. They're going to be shot back to back. Cruz and Macquarie are putting the finishing touches right now on Top Gun Maverick, mm. which comes out next summer. And then I assume after a wee bit of time to take a chill pill, they'll get working on the scripts. But I'll, they'll be the first to tell you those scripts get rewritten a lot during shooting. You uh, got them scoops? You got the scoops? You working on a... They would tell you the... a movie? They would tell you the scripts are mainly suggestions. Okay. They rewrite a lot of those scripts on the fly as they're shooting the film. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Which is, you wouldn't think a giant big movie with a lot of money at stake, you would be able to just stop in the middle and go, nah, we're just going to redo this whole yeah. fucking thing. No, no. But Let's they go do this it. way. <laughs> they do it a lot. They rewrote Fallout a lot. Part of it was because Cruz hurt himself. Mm. And they had to shut down the movie for six weeks. So it let them kind of poke around and see what really worked and what really didn't so that when they came back, they could keep a steady pace because they had to make a release date. They weren't allowed to move the movie. So Macquarie's great. Uh, I, I think he really understands these movies. I think he understands the characters. And it's not uh, not a surprise to me. The last two have been really great. And I'm one of the That's few good. people. I'm one of the few people left who, who still loves Tom Cruise. It's, we were watching. Uh, no, he, I think he's a great actor. Um, he's an incredible actor. We were. Yeah. We just casually had. Uh, Night and Day on the other day. That's another movie, underrated. He's great in that. It's a decent, a decent movie. He's it's, great. It's basically Ethan Hunt, but who cares? Yeah, it's fine. He's great in that movie. Cameron Diaz is hilarious. Yeah, she's fine. I like Cameron Diaz in that movie. I enjoyed that movie. It's not great. It's not I mean, great, but it's underrated. When it's on TV, it's like, oh. It yeah, was great. To, yeah, it was great. It was uh, good enough to catch my attention here right. and there while I was multitasking. So good. That's, 100%. That's all you want. The vast majority of Tom Cruise's movie catalog is entertaining. Yeah, I'd agree with there's, that. I mean, there's some junk in there, but... It's he, hard to argue Guy with, made some really good movies, with, you know? With that rap sheet, it's really hard to argue with. Worked with every director under the sun. I mean, there's very few directors he didn't work with. You ever see the 
the late late show with james corden where he had tom cruise on yeah and they did like a recap of all of his movies yeah. he does that sometimes with like schwarzenegger and whatnot. Yeah. but the one with uh tom cruise was hilarious yeah i like that it one. was so good he's been in some big films tom i think people forget how big a star he really was uh, yeah and how good an actor he really is and he really he's somebody is. who very much likes making movies yeah it comes good through when he talks about it he loves the process I think he's insane. Like when oh, you see these, probably. when you see these behind the <laughs> probably, scenes of Mission probably. Impossible, and he's like, "Yeah, of course I'm going to fly the helicopter." It's like, dude, you are out of your fucking tree. He might be a little crazy, but that's okay. But he's doing it for my amusement. He so makes great, good movies. So hey, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I still love a few good men. That's one of my favorite movies. Oh man, he's great in that. He's great in Jerry Maguire. He's yeah. great in Top Gun. I'm I, I don't love Top Gun. I'm not. There's like two types of people in this world. Those who are like, they love Top Gun and those who are like, hey, Top Gun is a, an excellent film. I'm more of the latter. I like Top Gun for what it was. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what a second Top Gun movie looks like. Especially, what is it like, yeah. 25 years removed or 30 years removed from the first one? Like the world is a yeah. different place, but not really. The movie like, was what, 86? Six? It's, it'll be 2020 when it Jesus comes out. Christ. Yeah. Val Kilmer's going to be in it. You just want to see what Val Kilmer looks like playing the Iceman. I can tell you one Tom Cruise later. movie that wasn't any good. The Mummy. Oh, that movie was hot garbage. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. That movie stunk. The one I don't where, know that it was really his fault. But also, so. the one where he kills Hitler. Or the where oh. he, he plays the guy who comes up with the, the plot to kill Hitler. That movie stunk, too. What was that movie? I don't know. That was not very good. It was like Iron Valor or something like that. That movie was terrible. Valkyrie? Yeah, that Valkyrie. movie was terrible. Uh, yeah, that wasn't great. No, it really wasn't. It wasn't very good at all. I mean, there's going to be some some crap in there in a long enough career. I'm just like looking through his... Uh, Do you know rumor has it his career DC here. wanted him to play Green Lantern? Why? Because he was in Top Gun? But, well, <laughs> it, it does make sense. But so the plot of the movie was going to be that Hal Jordan dies... In like somewhere in the middle, okay. And he wanted them to rewrite the movie so he doesn't die. Of course he did. <laughs> so he they passed. Jesus. And rumor has it Macquarie was going to be the writer and the director on it because they're still looking for a writer and director for the Green Lantern Corps. Honestly, though, I'd watch that movie. Uh, yeah, like I know. Also, you're not the first person to say to me, "Why was Tom Cruise going to be Green Green Lantern? Is it because he was in Top Gun?" Why are you people so surprised by that answer? It just of course seems like a shallow reason, you know? It makes sense. I get it. But like, hmm. Why is need, Jason Statham in Fast and the Furious? Uh, we need a fighter pilot. Well, Let's get the guy who played a fighter pilot. Front row. Why is Jason Statham in Fast and the Furious? Money. Well, besides money. Because <laughs> he was in a movie where he drove a car really fucking fast. Yeah, yeah. It's not rocket science, this shit. Sometimes I wonder, though, like... Is it just lazy casting to to take the guy and make him do the same thing over First and over again? First of all, again? let me get so, let's get something straight right here, right now. Okay. Jason Statham showing up at the end of Fast and the Furious Six is one of the greatest moments in cinematic history of the last twenty five years. It's definitely the greatest moment of that franchise. There is no moment in Fast and the Furious that makes more sense than the transporter showing up in Fast and the Furious. Period. And anybody who says otherwise, they don't understand universe building and they don't understand pop culture fiction i'm sorry well i think the bigger reason that was such a, a big deal and, and such a good moment was because it made the timeline make sense 
Yeah. For, the, it for gave, those movies? It gave uh, Tokyo Drift a little more... Clout. Heft. Yeah. But still, it's all... I, I, him showing up in those movies makes 100% sense to me. So does, so does The Rock. Like, Yeah, I could do without that. But that, that's, that's beside the point. They cast The Rock to bring in viewers. Yeah. I would say it worked, wouldn't you? It certainly did. <laughs> it certainly did. I just find it... I don't know. I just don't like to see the actor who played the fucking uh, cop in this movie play another fucking cop in this movie, play a detective in this movie. It's like, dude, either take something else or like... The litany of people I want to show up in Fast and the Furious movies is almost endless. I could give like seven people right now I want in Fast and the Furious. Off the top of my head, Denzel, because a man on fire. We've talked about Statham's father being an ex-James Bond character. So like Pierce Brosnan makes all the sense in the world to me. If Liam Neeson jumped in there, I wouldn't complain. I really wouldn't. It's the expendables. I was going to say, like, you know what you're doing? You're, you're making the expendables. I don't care. <laughs> I don't fucking care. It's brilliant. If they brought in Schwarzenegger, it, it, uh, this shit's endless. It's fiction. It's not real life. It's fucking fiction. Those movies stopped being real life a long time ago. Oh, yeah. I know. I would argue in the first movie, some of that driving, give me a break. That's a little silly. I mean, I understand the it's point. Like a... I understand the point of Fast and the Furious at the beginning. It was Point Break with cars. Right. And as it turned out, they made a better movie than Point Break. Sorry, Keanu. Uh, Gary Busey. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> and the ghost of Patrick Swayze. Great friends of the show. All three of them. Well, maybe not Gary. We'll see. I love Gary Busey. I actually do love Gary Busey. He There's is. another guy. Bring Gary Busey into Fast and the Furious. Could he you was imagine Gary Busey in the, the Fast FBI and the Furious? The FBI agent from Point Holy Break shit. and the villain from Lethal Weapon. Like, what are we doing here if we're not doing that? He was Mr. Joshua in Lethal Weapon. Give it to me. Okay. If he weren't fucking crazy, Mel Gibson makes all the sense in the world in that movie. He's Mad Max. So Gary Busey makes sense, but Mel Gibson's too crazy for you? Yeah. (laughs) I don't think I have to explain why. I think we can just move on. Fair enough. But like, there are so many people I want in Fast and Furious. They wanted Denzel to be Kurt Russell. I fucking love Kurt Russell, though. I, he, Kurt Russell was great. There's, dude, bring John Cena into Fast and the Furious. Oh, is Why there, the fuck it, not? Is there room for The Rock and John Cena? Some might argue there's no room for Vin Diesel and The Rock, so why not? I think those two would argue that there's no room for Vin Diesel and The Rock. I, they probably have, and I think that's probably part of the problem. <laughs> it's a healthy By the fr- way, it's a healthy franchise. While, while we're here, which, which franchise goes into space first? Mission Impossible or Fast and the Furious? Because one of them is going to do it. So who gets there first? Actually, oh. both of them are going to do it. I believe both of them are going to do it eventually. Who gets there first? Who gets there first? You ready? One, two, three. Mission Fast Impossible. and the Furious. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think Fast, because Fast and the Furious has an end date. Because they're making nine and ten and they're going to stop. Yeah. Well, they're making the Hobbs... Shaw spin-off when are those movie movies now. supposed to come out? And then they're doing 9 and 10 fairly soon. Okay. But they're stopping at 10. This Vin Diesel has decreed this, so it's over now. They're making Fast 9 and Fast 10, and that's it. You know where I think Fast and Furious goes before Outer Space? Under the Sea? Yes. I to, totally to the Earth's core. Totally, yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Fucking why not? Yeah, they Absolutely. ran a su- they ran aground of a submarine in the last movie. Why the fuck not? Yep, 
That movie had my favorite line ever, by the way, which is The Rock yelling at Tyrese Gibson. Why are you yelling all the time? <laughs> which is what I've wanted to know since he showed up in these movies. He yells a lot. I like those self-aware moments. One of them is going into sp- I should I, I argue both of them are going, both to space. going to space. I think Fast and the Furious gets there first simply because... They can't help themselves. <laughs> they've run out of things to do on land. Well, they're not so much concerned with the story. No, it's a set. It's about set piece. So yeah, I could see them just just doing it because they can do it. Although I argue, Tom Cruise would be like, "I want to fly a space shuttle." Tom Cruise would <laughs> Tom, fly. The Tom will go to NASA shuttle. and go through like the astronaut training. Yep. For like Mission Nine, and yep. Mission Nine will just be him ramming into space shuttles. Yep. Which I'm fine with. Go ahead, fucking. Wreck. Tom Cruise is going to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> On his own, yep. based on his powers of Scientology. Tom Cruise. Hail Zenu. It's Mission Impossible uh, 8. Tom Cruise on the moon with a GoPro, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> It'd be cheap. <laughs> be like The Martian. Just do the Fast and the Furious version of The Martian. Yep. <laughs> Vin Diesel talking about family on the moon. It'll be some sort of doom buggy chase. Can you have carbonated beverage in a zero-gravity uh, atmosphere? How are they going to open beer? How are they going to take Coronas on the trip for Fast and the Furious? Are they going to talk about family on the moon colony? How is this working? Wherever we go, Brian, whatever galaxy we're in. This shit writes itself. Chris Morgan should hire me. I'll write fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Chris Morgan, if you're listening. Planet of the Apes. Can you imagine Fast and the Furious beats Planet of the Apes? <laughs> Dr. Zayas in a 1950 Dodge Charger. The possibilities are endless. I mean, when you really throw it out there. I mean, there's no, yeah, that, that franchise has no bounds anyway. So Fast and the Furious? No. Why not? Again, once the submarine shows up, I think that pretty much. That does it. Or, uh, or jump a car from a giant building to a giant building like they did in seven. Yeah, that pretty much. Oh, yeah. The, that the pretty much car out of Dubai or whatever. Out of the building in Dubai. Yeah. yeah unbelievable. I didn't write it. I don't know. People love those fucking movies, though. It's mindless. It's mindless entertainment. Mindless, yeah, you, you just don't have to think about it. It's, it's fine. I that guess. was my favorite Chris McQuarrie quote when people were going at him on don't, Twitter. Don't over. He's like, guys, don't try to outsmart Mission <laughs> Impossible, please. <laughs> it's really all laid out for it you. It's just an action movie. No, it's not even. Ju- it's like it's all there. Like it's all laid out. Like we're not trying to pull a bait and switch. Like yeah, yeah. Just pay attention. Ain't no rope a dope. Nope. That's kind of how I feel about Fast and the Furious. Please don't try to outsmart Fast and the Furious. (laughs) I just can't help it. I watched that movie and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I can't wrap my head around. Insanity. I mean, it's not, it's not complicated, man. It's just like Mission Impossible. I haven't seen Mission Impossible in a while, but those movies are believable. At least I can't believe Fast and the Furious. I just can't do it. But I can believe fucking Guardians of the Galaxy for some reason. I don't Yeah, I never understood that. I it's like know. I can't believe the Vin Diesel movie where he drives cars really fast, but the talking raccoon. Well, here's the thing. Those those movies are set in in a space where I'm not really it's not reality. Like that's not my reality. Fast and the Furious is set in within the constructs of my own reality. So it's Mission Impossible. And Mission Impossible is more believable. I think it's all <sighs> fiction. Well it is. It is. Fictional characters. But do I believe that you're outrunning a submarine in Antarctica in real life? No. <laughs> and when said submarine like blows up or whatever, that you're totally fine when you're it only happens. like a hundred feet away from it, it and happens. the ice doesn't crack and you don't sink to a slow, cold death like Jack from Titanic. No, it happened. 
I, I don't believe it. It happened because I saw Fast 8. Dude, he puts... He fucking... Puts How do you his, know? You never saw Fast 8. I did see Fast 8. Did he, you? Yeah, I think I have it. But he like puts his fucking arm over his head like he's goddamn yes, Superman. He and then he has like some soot on his forehead and he's like... Oh, I can't believe we got through that. Yep. Fucking like no. It was awesome. You should be dead. It was awesome. <laughs> loved every minute of it. Like put that Truly. man in the ICU. Truly loved every minute yeah, of it. No. I can't wait for nine and ten. I can't wait for the Hobbs, the Fast and the Furious Hobbs Shaw spin. Because they were the best part of Fast Eight by far. Yeah. The Rock and Statham, they were by far the best part of seven and eight. That's why I think those movies need to die because the best part of them is the two. Well, they're gonna the two new guys. Nine and ten, they're, they're, they're almost done. Kill them, please. They're almost done. Almost. The family is almost uh, ready to retire. <laughs> family. Family, Brian. Yep. I can't do a Vin Diesel. I'm sorry. That's okay. This is a logical stopping point. <laughs> <laughs> we are just. We are all. We are so happy to be back with you. Thank you for joining us for season two. We're going to have so many thrills and chills and spills in season two. I can't even begin to explain them, mainly because I don't know. I don't know what those are. Right. <laughs> this show is pretty on the fly. I yeah. Know. I mean, you can expect uh, Marvel will make its return. Captain Marvel comes out in March. Yep. We'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about Endgame. We'll be talking about Spider-Man Far From Home. Yep. You know, we'll be obviously we're counting down to Star Wars Episode Nine in December. There's going to be all kinds, and then stuff's going to show up out of nowhere, like a Ghostbuster sequel <laughs> or back-to-back Mission Impossible films. Like, like an RKO. Yeah, it's just, it's all coming at us. So it's going to be a great 2019. Glad you're with us. Sean, how can they find us on social media? Yeah, we're going to talk about stuff that we want to talk about. But if you have stuff that you want us to talk about, find us on the social medias, on the Twitters, the on Twitter. the Facebooks, and on the Instagrams, the at Twitter Wanted by None Pod, and via the emails at wantedbynoneshow at gmail.com. Fun fact, you can also buy a whole bunch of shit with our logo on it on tpublic.com. Head over to tpublic.com and search for Wanted by None. And you can buy uh, Wanted by None, the coffee mug. Wanted by None, the notebook. Wanted by None, the flame The flamethrower. We don't have a flamethrower. No. We but the kids love that. I don't think we can legally sell a flamethrower. Probably not. It's probably breaking a few laws. <laughs> but we got a lot of great merch out there. Get your logos here. Go see. Go find us on Stickers. Anchor. You want a sticker? It's you like five bucks for a sticker. Get a sticker. Get yourself a sticker, kid. Get a sticker. <laughs> Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts. Go to Google. Go to Spotify. Go to iHeartRadio. Go to Anchor. Give us the five-star review. Send us a review. Tell us how much you love us. And if you want to be a true great friend of the show. Amen to that. Click the, the support link in the description of this episode and be our friend. We like friends. Help us bring Wanted by None to you. Please. Please help us. God knows we need the help. But we're back for 2019. We're back for season two. We'll see you next time. Everybody have a good one.